This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey, Dirty Forkers. Welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here today with me, myself, and I because we're doing another solo and I'm so excited for this specific podcast. It's actually one of my favorite podcasts I try to do every year. So if you didn't listen to last year's New Year's resolution vision board making podcast, feel free to listen to that as well after this one. But we're going to talk all about New Year's resolutions, new habits we want to form in the new year, and goals we want to achieve in the new year. I am so excited for 2024. I feel like if you stuck with me through 2023, you know it was a huge transition year for me. That's like what I've been branding it as. And I think that's one thing y'all should try and do and embrace in 2024 is brand your year. Obviously, I'm sure you've heard of the having a word for the year, which for me, my 2024 word is growth and grind. (laughs) The two G's, the double G's. All of this is kind of corny, but like, bear with me. We're going to embrace our inner Gary V today and we're going to make a game plan for 2024. And I'm so excited because we're getting ahead of the game and we're going to have one of the best years yet because we are prepared and we're taking action and we're not waiting for things to happen. Nothing in life is going to be handed to you on a silver platter. I swear the key to life is being proactive and taking initiative and making shit happen for you because you have the control to do so. Otherwise, no one's going to bring you anything and hand it to you on a silver platter. Like shit just does not happen that way. Life isn't fair. That's why you have to take initiative and grab a hold of your life and your year. So as I mentioned earlier, last year was my transition year. This year, hopefully, is going to be the year of growth and grinding. I'm ready to be psychotic about my routine. I'm ready to be in my home, in my own environment. I want to do way less traveling than what I did last year. It doesn't mean I don't want to travel. It just means I don't want to do as much as I did last year. Last year, I went to over 20 places, which Don't get me wrong. I am so beyond grateful to have traveled. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bop around. I wanted to jump around. I wanted to grow personally. And I really feel like I did that. And it served me well. But this year, I want to stay a little bit more rooted and planted in my city, which is L.A., And I want to squeeze the shit out of it. Like I'm picturing a lemon when I'm squeezing that shit into my blueberry lemon pancakes with my lemon squeezer. Like I want to squeeze the shit out of Los Angeles and use every resource, person, opportunity, day that is sunny, cool place to visit. Like I want to use the shit out of my city 
because I feel like I didn't really get to last year. And how cool is it that I live in such an epic city? Like we have the mountains, we have the beach, we have the desert, we have actors, models, athletes, nine to fivers, influencers, like we have it all. And some of them I love, some of them I'm not a huge fan of, but I want to squeeze the shit with my lemon juicer out of Los Angeles this year and just be a little bit more rooted. I want my roots to seep into the ground even more. I've been here, oh gosh, about eight years now and entering, I guess, my ninth year here. I want to be rooted more than I ever have been in this city and that's going to require a lot of new friendships to be made, new places to go, and a plethora of other things. But I am so excited for 2024. I think it's going to be a fabulous year. I will be turning 27, which I am obsessed with the number 27. I think seven in general is such a good lucky number. So I'm excited about that. I feel like 26, like the age I turned to this year, is just a weird ass age. Just because it's like... It doesn't sound fun and flirty. It's just a random number. I feel like you're kind of at an awkward spot. 27 sounds sexy. So I'm excited to do that. And I just feel like I'm myself again. I feel like I really took last year to work on me and become an even better version of myself than I was before that crazy year I had in 2022 where I was just like so lost quarter life crisis, didn't know what I was doing, a little bit down bad, a little depressed, if we will. And now I feel like I am back to my old self, but she's better. She's newer. She's hotter. She's more fun. Like it's the new and improved version of me. And sometimes you need a year to work on that and to get back to that space. And I'm glad I took that year to do that. So that being said, in this episode, we will also be talking about habits and how to form them and how to actually make them a part of your routine. And at the end, we will also be doing a mini Q&A. I put on my Instagram story asking you guys for questions all about the new year, setting goals, resolutions, new year this, new year that. So I'm going to be answering those at the end. Thank you so much for submitting them. Be sure to follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at TK's Juicy Polls and follow me on TikTok. The Making Moves TikTok has been vibing too. So follow me everywhere on Making Moves and TikTok on all the platforms. Love you guys so much. Let's get into the episode. So something I recently discovered in the end of 2023 was the incredible, the amazing application Audible. This is not an ad. This is just me essentially being a dumbass and realizing that I can use my time way more wisely by listening to books instead of procrastinating and putting off my reading. Because here's the thing, Dirty Forkers, your girl is not the best reader. I never excelled well in the reading comprehension section of the SAT, ACT. I'm just not a test taker to begin with. Like, in my opinion, test taking in that format is insane. What? That's another podcast. We won't get into that. However, I've never been the best reader. I find that I am pretty good at reading aloud when it comes to reading. Like popcorn reading, like that's my jam. I don't mind reading or speaking in front of others. I don't mind public speaking. I don't mind giving a speech or, you know, reading a speech or delivering news. Like I'm fine doing all of that when it comes to reading. What I have an issue with is reading a big ass book and comprehending it and not thinking about 80 million things in my head. I don't know if this is just me. 
I'm blaming it on me being a creative and probably having a small dose of ADHD or one of those things. I haven't even gone through the process of probably getting diagnosed with that because I don't care. All I know is that I'm not the best at it and I want to be. My whole life, I've wanted to be a reader because I feel like I associate people that read with being smart. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, they read a lot. They must be really smart, which they probably are. But it doesn't mean I'm not smart because I'm not the best reader or I don't enjoy it that well. You know what I am good at, though? Listening. I'm a serial listener when it comes to podcasts, listening to my friends talk about their crazy ex talking on the phone. Like I can listen all day long. That being said, I discovered Audible and I discovered that my mother, Kelly King, love you girl, has quite the library on her Audible account with a plethora of self-help educational books that she has already paid for and downloaded that I have access to. Like, girl, you're telling me you've been gatekeeping this library from me this entire time? No, I'm kidding. I recently discovered Audible and it's truly changed my life. I've read like three books in the past like week and a half. It's phenomenal. I just read Shoe Dog. Well, I listened to Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And now I'm re-listening to Atomic Habits because I did read Atomic Habits a long time ago, but it was so like I was so sparse with the reading. Like it was not consistent. I feel like I would jump into the book, be really into it. And then like a month would go by and then I'd go on vacation and I'd pack the book and read like 10 pages of it. And, you know, it wasn't retained as much as I would have liked it to be because I know it's such a phenomenal book. And it truly did change my life, even though I read it in and out. I was like halfway committed to it. So in Kelly King's phenomenal library, I was like, play. I need to re-listen to this. And I have fallen in love with it again. I am sick and obsessed with Atomic Habits by James Clear. James, please come on my podcast. I would love to interview you. This, this book changed my life, truly. And it'll change yours. You have to read it. Again, not sponsored. I, I've never spoken with James in my life. Like, I am just a huge fan of his reading material, specifically this book. Not only is it an easy book to read, but they have diagrams within the book. That's why I recommend, like, owning the owning the hard copy and listening to it at the same time. Like, double whammy that shit because it is worth it when it comes to this book. There are diagrams, there are charts, there are photos. And if you're a visual learner like me, it just helps that shit sink in. Helps the reading comprehension score go a little bit up on the SAT. Maybe that's why I didn't retain it as well. I'm a visual learner. Anyway, all of that to say is this book is rocking my socks off right now. And I wanted to explain a few of the things that have essentially changed my life again because as I was writing my New Year's resolutions and goals and dreams for 2024, this book couldn't be more timely because it really shows you how to achieve those things and form habits that will lead to you getting to where you want to be. Because sometimes goals can be scary or it's not the best way to get to where you want to be. And I'll explain that in a sec. But for now, let's break down a few things I have learned from this book before we get into my actual goals and New Year's resolutions, because this is how you make that shit happen. By the way, I will link the book down below in the description if you're listening on YouTube. You're welcome. Guys, I can't stop doing this hard. I'm obsessed. 
Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Mwah! Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. The first thing that resonated with me that James Clear said when it comes to forming a habit is think about it this way. All you have to do is get 1% better every single day. It's not asking you to change your entire routine or reach your goal within 10 days. All it's saying is get 1% better each day. So what I immediately thought of when I was like, okay, I just want to get 1% better each day is waking up early. I use this mindset all the time when I'm not in a solid routine and I find myself sleeping in and staying up late and it's just not a good vibe in the juice box. So when it comes to waking up early, it can be really hard sometimes. If you're like me, you sometimes fall into the habit of setting like 22 alarms, snoozing all of them until the last one, the last one you didn't expect to use. You thought you would already be up and at them. But like the reality is, is deep down, you knew you're going to sleep into the last alarm. That's why you set it. If you are right now waking up at, let's say, 9 a.m., 
and you want to be one of those people that wakes up at 6 a.m. Instead of setting your alarm for 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, when right now you're waking up at 9 a.m., just do 1% better than what you're doing currently. So if you're waking up at 9 a.m. right now, instead of setting your alarm for 6 a.m. tomorrow, set it for 8.55 or 8.58 or 8.59. I don't really give a shit as long as it's 1% better than what it was the day before. And before you know it, you'll be at 8.30. And before you know it, you'll be at 8 and then 7.30 and then 7 and then eventually 6 a.m. I like to do five or 10 minutes earlier each day just because I feel like it is realistic and it's enough to like really get you going, but not too much time to where you're going to be like, I absolutely can't do this. I got zero sleep last night. So the goal is set the alarm for five to 10 minutes earlier than what you did the night before. And before you know it, in a week, you'll be waking up way earlier than what you once were. And it's realistic. Like it's it's a little bit more than 1%, but it's 1% better each day. You can use this amongst any category in your life. Let's say you want to grow your TikTok account. You want to grow your following. Instead of trying to make the most insane video the next day, just make your video 1% better than what it was the day before. Maybe add a little sound effect at the beginning. Maybe add text. Maybe start tagging your favorite brands that you're using in the video. Maybe start adding more hashtags. Maybe that means you really focus on adding a thumbnail. The point is, it doesn't mean doing all of those things at once. It means doing one of those things each and every day so you can get a little better by the day. And by the end of the year, you will be 365% better. Think about it. If you get 1% better each day, that's there's 365 days in the year. Like, it, Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's 365 days in the year. If you get 1% better each day, you're telling me I can get 365% better than where I started in 2024, like you're gonna be a beast in 2025. Also normalize saying beast unironically. Like I can't stop saying it and I do think it's funny. Like it's such a funny word to use ironically, but now I've been using it unironically and you know what, it's fun. We need to bring back beast. Is it just me or did everyone in high school say beast unironically like all the time? Like beast was born in high school for me. Comment down below when beast was born in your world. <laughs> Another thing that I learned when it comes to forming a habit in your routine is that to create a habit, there's four things. There's the cue, the craving, the reward, and the response. And picture it like a little circle. I'll try and put the chart that James Clear used in his book right here. It starts with the cue, and then it goes to the craving, and then it goes to the reward, and then it goes to the response. So you use these four things when you're trying to make a habit or when you're trying to break a habit. Let me explain. So the cue means this. It triggers the brain to initiate the behavior. This is all from James Clear, by the way. The craving is the motivational force behind every single habit. The reward is the end goal of every habit. And the response is the actual habit. For example, let's say you're trying to form the habit of going to the gym every morning. The cue in this case would be seeing your workout clothes or seeing your workout shoes, or maybe it's your Apple watch or your water bottle, whatever it is that triggers that cue to, oh, I should get my ass to the gym. That's the cue. The craving would be to get in better shape or wanting to be more fit. Then 
The response would be actually going to the gym and walking on the treadmill or whatever it is in your gym world, whether it's a workout class, walking on the treadmill, lifting weights, doing Pilates, I don't care. And then the reward would be the feeling you get after going to the gym. You feel accomplished. You feel more mentally clear. You have that good dopamine, serotonin afterwards. I mean, the reward for me going to the gym is I genuinely feel better than other people. I'm going to be super real right now. When I wake up early and go to the gym first thing in the morning, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel better than everyone that didn't. And you know what? If that's your reward, if that's what makes you get your ass up and go and that's what makes you happy, then by all means, feel better than me when I don't go. (laughs) And it's not one of those things where I actually feel better than people. But like in that moment, I feel on top of the world. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, another thing that James mentions in Atomic Habits that really resonated with me is to be violently specific about the cues to your habits in your life. For example, I sometimes struggle with putting my dishes away right away. So the way he explains to break it down would be, if I'm going to eat this meal that I have prepared, I need to be violently specific about the tasks I'm going to do leading up to it and afterwards. So I should have in my head, if I'm going to make a breakfast burrito, I need to wash the plate and put it in the dishwasher afterwards because that's a part of the habit stacking routine. And it's broken down into those And it's broken down into those small steps. And I feel like because I live alone, I don't care as much about letting the dishes stack up a little bit. Because when I lived with people, I was in such a routine of like putting my dishes away because I didn't want my roommate to hate me. But now I struggle with it because no one's going to get mad at me for leaving the dishes stacked up in the sink except for me. So I now have to think of it like okay, I'm going to make this pasta. If I make it and eat it, I then have to wash it and open up the dishwasher, put it in, put the dishwasher detergent in, press go. And that's how I maintain a tidy kitchen. And habit stacking is the term for this. It's basically breaking a big habit down into small little habits that you stack into one big thing, if that makes sense. So because this book is so top of mind for me when it came to writing down my New Year's resolutions and my goals, it got me thinking of the habits I want to start doing and forming so that I can actually achieve them in the new year, which now let's get into my New Year's resolutions and goals. My first goal for 2024 or New Year's resolution, I'm like, they're the same thing in my head. The goal is to get a million followers on TikTok. Now, I was a little scared to share this because it's like, my head goes to, well, one, what if I don't? That's kind of embarrassing. I I don't know. It feels corny to say out loud. Like, I want a million followers on TikTok. Like, like that's what it feels like to me. (laughs) But you know what? I refuse to read or retain any hatery comments when it comes to my goals and my dreams because To be frank, I don't really give a fork what anyone thinks except for me. And if you're going to judge or hate on my New Year's resolutions and goals, then maybe you should sit down and write in your goal list to not be a judgy loser. Anyway, one million on TikTok. The reason I want a million on TikTok is because one, I feel like I can actually do it in a year. Two, I'm obsessed with the platform right now. It's my favorite one other than YouTube, but I feel like I've been off my YouTube grind and It just feels more realistic for me to achieve. Three, it is 
way more easy for me to edit and upload on that platform. And I feel like it's just way easier to grow. Like the algorithm is in your favor on TikTok. I feel like right now it's a little sus, but overall, the fact that my video can go on someone's random for you page is a huge win versus on YouTube. It's not like my videos are reaching like the trending page where people are going through constantly. It's like, of course, my subscribers watch. But with TikTok, the for you page is in your favor and it's for other people to see who are not in your normal following. That's why there is a following tab and a for you tab. And I ultimately think it'll be good for my career. The more followers I have means the more views I hopefully will have, which means the more opportunities I can get, the more brand deals I can get, the higher my rate goes up, the more access I have to important people or other creators. And the more eyes I have on me, the better, like even for this podcast, like, I mean, this is literally my job is to grow on social media. But this specific goal, 1 million on TikTok, has never been an actual goal I've like written down and put on my vision board. And I don't have this specific goal for any other platform. Specifically, TikTok is where I would love to grow. And I think I can do it. And I'm motivated more than ever right now. And like I said, my two words for the year are growth and grind. And those are the two things I will be doing this year. So 1 million on TikTok just makes sense. And if you're not following me on TikTok yet, I mean, may as well open up the app. Give me a follow. Love you. And comment down below if you follow me because I love you so much and I will be responding to that comment. <laughs> okay. Next resolution slash goal is to host five or more gigs. So this is another thing that I try to do when I'm manifesting or writing down my goals or my visions for the year is I like to write down blank or more. So in this case, five or more hosting gigs. For example, this could be me hosting on a red carpet. This could be me hosting at an award show, me hosting on a network television show. Literally anything that has to do with hosting, like even it can be like a live event as well. It doesn't matter. I would like to do five or more gigs this year because I really want to be like a full-time host. I would love for that to be my full-time job. So I feel like five is a realistic goal, especially because like last year, I feel like I did about five hosting gigs, but that was all with one like platform that was like all with TikTok. So this year I would like to do five hosting gigs with like different avenues, like maybe one with TikTok, one that's a red carpet thing, one that's with the network and one with like the NFL or something like that. I would literally scream, cry and throw up if I got the opportunity to work with the NFL or like prime video Thursday night football, something like that. So yeah, we're manifesting that. I also have on here in addition to the five hosting gigs is do a red carpet hosting event. I have never hosted anything on the red carpet before. I've walked red carpets before. And every time I'm walking, I'm like, why am I walking? I should be hosting this. Like I should be doing the silly little interviews with all of these celebrities and influencers. Like I know I would thrive at that. I'm confident I would be good at it and it would be fun. And I don't know. I just need... I just need a network or someone to hit me up. So if you're watching this and you think I would be good for the job, please hit me up. My manager and agent's email is in my bio <laughs> on Instagram. I also have network TV show host. We'll see. I'm just putting it out there. Putting it out there. I don't care. Next goal is go on way more dates and make actual time for dating. 
So I feel like the goal for this should be at least one first date a month. I feel like I was trying to think of how many dates I went on this year. Probably it was around 12, but not first dates. Like there was a while where I was going on a date with like the same guy. So I don't really count that. I probably went on like, I don't know, five or six first dates, which is just like not enough. I want to go on way more. I feel like I just constantly and making excuses for dating and it's just like never going to be a good time I'm always going to get busier and I don't want to be 35 and be single like I really want to have a family and I know it's hard to do in this industry but I'm confident that I can do it if I take the time now so it always goes back to hinge I wish hinge would sponsor this podcast like the amount of times I shout out hinge whether it's good or bad like it's mostly bad my experiences, but it would be great if they sponsored me. Maybe it would make my experience on Hinge a little better. I just wish they would take away the rose feature. And I think they're gatekeeping the good guys only in the rose feature. Like, can you please put the rose candidates in the normal thing? I don't want to give someone a rose. Anyway, that being said, maybe I'll just normalize giving roses now. I'm just tossing out roses in 2024. We'll see. That's where the only like hot guys are, I swear. <laughs> In 2024, I want to get into the best shape of my life. I feel like the last time I was in the best shape of my life, I was a competitive gymnast, which like that makes sense. But I feel like this last year, I really got back on like the workout train and I fell in love with the actual act of working out and like trying to get more fit and trying to get stronger and like the whole concept of getting my ass to a workout class or the gym or even going to Venice Run Club like those were huge wins in my eyes for 2023 but in 2024 I I, want to be in like incredible shape I want to push my body to a limit where I never have when it comes to getting fit like I want to be able to do hella pull-ups and hella push-ups and be able to run really far like another thing I have on here is run a half marathon I've always wanted to do it And I really think I can. I'm just nervous to say it out loud and I'm nervous to start the training process. But I need you dirty forkers to hold me accountable. Going along with the fitness goals, complete 75 hard, period. I feel like last year that was something I wanted to do. But then I got strep throat twice in a row and it really rocked my world. And then I ended up doing 75 medium because I went to the Taylor Swift concert with a boy and I wanted to have a drink. (sighs) I had several drinks that night. Anyway. All that to say is it started hard and then it went to medium and then it kind of went to soft. And this year I want it to be hard the whole way through. 75 hard. And I think I'm going to start it probably January 1. I'm not exactly sure. So follow me on TikTok or Instagram because you'll see I will be documenting it. And when I do 75 hard, I would love to upload a daily vlog about it. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to fly through some of these. Consistently put quality ass content on TikTok try new things in LA. Like I mentioned earlier, I really want to be more rooted in the city and I want to try new things in the city. I want to go to new restaurants. I want to expand my bubble even more. Last year, that was a huge goal of mine was to get out of my bubble. And I really feel like I did that. I am so proud of myself. Let's like reflect a little bit about the people I've expanded my bubble to, like new people that have been brought into my life this year that I'm excited about. My friend Margaret, who is from D.C., she's actually moving back to L.A. in January. I'm so freaking excited. I basically met her in Italy. Like, she was one of the girls. Those girls that I went to Italy with, like, I'm not kidding you, like, changed my life in a way. Sarah, who owns Ron Rebellious, the other Sarah, Liza, Margaret, 
those girls love them with my whole heart. Like, I feel like they're going to be lifers in my life. They're just like a whole new group of girls that I have. And they don't even live in L.A., but like... I feel like they're another friend group that I'm a part of and I'm so beyond grateful for. And they really helped me get through a tough time. And I feel like that's what friendship is all about is being there and showing up for your friends when they're going through a hard time. And they have all gone above and beyond for me doing that. Another person that I've been hanging out with a ton this year and who I am so glad is a part of my orbit now is Miss Sarah Penny. She's the girl who I went to her wedding in South Africa She's like the fitness queen. She's so healthy. She's so smart. She's just on her bullshit. And I want to surround myself with people I want to be like. And Sarah Penny is one of those girls. Katie Austin is another person I've been hanging out with a ton. I adore her. Her and that whole crew, like Liza, Kristen, that whole crew is, they're so inspiring to me. They've welcomed me with open arms. They make me want to be a better person and they motivate the hell out of me and they have their shit together and that is who I want to surround myself with. They're also nice girls girls. Like they also are living lives I want to have. Like they all specifically Katie and Kristen have incredible men in their life. They have a solid relationship. Like the trajectory for them is this and I want the trajectory for myself to be like this. So I'm going to move forward with surrounding myself with people like that. Their trajectory is like this and I'm right behind going like this as well. Let's see. My friend Haley Ringo, I've gotten even closer with this year. She's been phenomenal. Emily June, Lexi Lombard, Claudia. I've been hung out with them all a ton this year and I am so grateful for all of them. They've just been so awesome and it's just crazy. Like I, it's crazy to think that a year ago I was hardly talking to any of them or I didn't even know some of them and now they're in my constant text rotation. And that's what's so cool about life is you go through seasons and people come and go for a reason. And I am so grateful that all of these people have come into my life. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I almost forgot about this. You guys, when I went home for Thanksgiving, I don't know why, I just had this little like thing in my heart and soul like I had this want to get my kindergarten besties back together it's not like anything crazy happened where we were like we all hate each other type of thing it was just like life happened you know we went to school together from kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade we were like all this in the same school district and then my school fed into two different middle schools and high schools. And then, you know, life goes on and then you go to different colleges and now we live all over the U.S. But for some reason, I had this burning desire in my little juicy heart to bring back the kindergarten squad. And it started when I ran into one of my friend's moms when I was home for a football game this year. And basically I I got went for a walk with my friend Cassidy and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice being able to catch up with someone that's known me literally my whole life and doesn't give a shit about anything other than just being my friend and knowing me my whole life. Like she's not friends with me for any wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Like she's literally known me since I was born. So it started with her and obviously you guys know I've like maintained being best friends with my best friend Annie who I love and adore and she's like my childhood best friend like that's literally who she is <laughs> but Annie was in this kindergarten group and I was like talking to her and I was like I, I feel like Chris Jenner right now I'm like what if we what would happen if we just called Taylor up that's how I felt getting my kindergarten friends together so I texted all my besties in a group chat I texted Cassidy I texted Sari I texted Anna I texted Annie and I was like hey girly pops I said hey 
Binford Baddies because that's the school we went to. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Binford Baddies, um, is anyone going home for Thanksgiving? Let me know if you guys want to grab a coffee. And everyone was so excited and was like, holy shit, like, hell yes, would love to meet up. Like, this is awesome. I'm free this day. I'm not free this day. Long story short, I ended up being able to meet with two of them. But when I go home for Christmas, I'm meeting up with all of them and I'm so forking excited. And there's nothing like reminiscing or being around someone that's known you your whole life because it's so cool seeing them grow up and like be who I thought they would be like when we were little kids or being the complete opposite but it's crazy like most of them I'm like you are exactly where I thought you would be but like bigger and better that being said I'm so excited to meet up with my friends it's going to be so fun this is what's crazy is we're all from Bloomington Indiana and we're born and raised there okay but now I'm in LA, Sari's in New York City, Annie's in Chicago, Anna, I want to say she's in DC. I'm not exactly sure. I think she's a lawyer. Like, I don't know. I literally haven't seen her since high school. And we weren't even that close in high school. So I'm like so excited specifically to catch up with Anna. And then Custy lives in Indiana. So like the fact that we live all over and I've already invited a few of them. I saw Custy and Sari when I was home. I was like, guys, let me know if you ever want to come to LA. And Sari literally already booked her flight to come with her sister to LA in January. And I cannot wait to host them, but I'm going to try and convince the rest of my friends to come. If not, we will do another trip. But I was like, how fun would that be if we all traveled to every girl's city like in the next five years? Like one one year we went to visit Annie in Chicago. The next year we went to visit Sari in New York and then DC, whatever. It's so crazy. Like getting together with them seriously made my cup so full. And this is your sign, I guess, if there's someone that you went to kindergarten with or you grew up with and you have lost touch with them, you never know what good can come from it. So I encourage you to reach out and rekindle or respark some of those friendships. Like instead of hitting up your ex, hit up your childhood best friend. Like you're going to get way more of a reward from doing that than like hooking up with your ex. Like you know what the hookup's going to be. Anyway, that experience made me want to rekindle and reach out to a bunch of other people that I grew up with or I've just met along the way in my journey of life because sometimes you fall out of touch and like people are scared to reach out because they don't want to bother you or they're busy or they went through something traumatic. Like you never know the worst that can happen is they say no. And like you already don't see them. So it's not that big of a deal. So normalize reaching back out. This year I want to join a pickleball league. I would like to find potentially a full-time editor. I want to get 10 videos that hit over a million views. I want to get, this is a lot. But I feel like I can do it. I really feel like I can do it. I'm just going to say it, YOLO. I want to get 100,000 subscribers on the Making Moves YouTube channel. I feel like we can. I, I really feel like we can. I'm just going to manifest it. Run the half marathon. Go to run club 10 or more times. Have 20 of my podcasts hit 50,000 or more views. Go on a brand trip. Work with more lip brands. I have make a dollar amount on here, but I don't really want to share it. Just, I don't know, for some sense of privacy in my life. Read 15 books. This year, my goal was 12 books and I'm at 10 right now. So once I finish atomic habits and I think one more I think I'm done which is incredible I want to hang out with my parents more form better cleaning habits have a new and improved custom making moves set so new background for the making moves show potentially speaking of making moves I would love to come out with more merch we officially sold out of the making moves crew neck I genuinely can't believe it 
What I've noticed about you guys is you like to add it to your cart and vibe and marinate on it for a while, which is exactly how I shop. And I was a little worried at the beginning the day I dropped it because like we got a great amount of sales, but a little less than I was expecting. And then day two and three came around and I was like, oh, I see how you guys are. You're not as impulsive as I thought you were. And I'm not an impulsive shopper either. I respect it. So yeah, I would love to come out with more merch items, maybe like two or three more merch items. I think that would be so fun. In 2024, I want to learn how to give myself the best blowout ever. I feel like it's about damn time. Like, I want to be the best person at doing my own hair and makeup. I want to get really good at doing my own makeup and really forking good at doing my own hair. And I want it to be the bounciest, most fluffy, voluminizing blowout ever. I just haven't mastered it yet. So just watch 2025. I'm going to have the best hair. Hair campaign coming in hot. Maybe we'll add that to the list. Hair campaign. I'm typing it hair campaign. In 2024, I want to go to a fashion show. I went to fashion school. I'm a fashion girly. Would love to go to a fashion show. IRL. 2024, boyfriend? Question mark. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for y'all to bring me one. Someone set me up. I'm ready to be cuffed. I really think I am. <laughs> I want to cook and bake more. I feel like I did a lot of cooking this year. I want to be more psycho about cooking and baking this year. I think it's fun. And how cute is it to bake something and then just like give it to your friends? Be like, I made this for you. That's adorable. If someone baked me something, I would never forget it. And if you want to bake me something, just let me know because I would be honored. Now, these are just a few of the many things I want to accomplish in 2024. I am going to be doing a whole vision board video on my YouTube channel. So definitely follow me there if you want the nitty gritty, the details. It's crazy how much we accomplished already in 2023. And I am overall just grateful to be doing this and to have the ability to have such a lucrative list of things I want to do. Like that is such a blessing and that is so cool. And I'm really forking excited for 2024. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to grind. I'm ready to put in the mother forking work. And let me know, comment down below, like your top three things you're trying to do in the new year. And now let's answer some of your guys' questions. Okay, someone asked, where do you keep your vision boards for motivation? I actually kept my 2023 one in my kitchen. It was like in a wall kind of behind my Keurig. It wasn't like it was plastered on the wall. It was like, hidden enough so it wasn't distracting but it was there enough for me to see every day and kind of remind myself like hello this is what you want to do is what you're doing today working towards that type of thing I also if you feel like it am a fan of protecting your peace and not showing your vision board to anyone like obviously I make a video on my vision board so I don't mind but if you want to protect your peace and not show it to anyone and like silently do the work like do your thing 21 do your thing I don't care whatever works best for you as long as you can see it though. How do you keep track of your goals and make sure you're making progress? Well, it's Alexandria Nicole. Thank you for asking. I kind of keep track of my goals by constantly checking in. I feel like check-ins with anything are good to do once a month, especially every six months or every quarter of the year. I did a vision board check-in last year about halfway through the year and I felt like that was really good for me and my goals and like just setting future goals as I wrapped up the year. So I think just having check-ins specifically once a month 
or at the least once a quarter is really necessary. And it helps you like readjust and pivot if you want, because sometimes you decide you want new goals along the way. Um, So it allows you to have the space to create them when you plan those check-ins. What's one of your random goals for the new year that doesn't fit into one of the normal categories? Probably I would say the getting really good at doing a blowout on myself. (laughs) That question was by Lindsay Powell. Next question is from Emma Murray. How to stick with your goals? Honestly, by planning the check-ins or by finding a friend to hold you accountable for the check-ins. So be like, hey, so-and-so, your bestie, your mom, your motivational friend, whatever it is, have them check in the first of every month or whatever the case is. Just have them put it in their calendar and hold you accountable. And if you don't have a friend that'll do that for you, maybe make a goal to find a friend that will. Olivia wants to know how to get the physical motivation to put your goals into action. Honestly, this is going to sound very Gary Vee-like, but motivation is hardly ever there. Like you really have to focus on the word discipline and the why you're doing it. So I think really stay focused on like the end result and the ultimate why you're doing this to get to the goal versus waiting for motivation to happen because it hardly ever happens. And when it does, it's a treat. Chase wants to know finance and how do I stick with it? I'm over feeling so stuck. I assume this has to do with having financial freedom to some aspect. I think the goal is to save a tiny bit every day or every month. The goal is to get 1% better each day. So if every day you can put a dollar into a savings account or a jar or whatever the case is, like just try and grow a little bit over time versus like all of a sudden putting 20K into a savings account. Like that's super unrealistic. You'll be so shocked by how much money you will have by just putting a little bit away each month. I use the feature on my bank where it's like anytime I get a deposit of a certain amount of money, like 20% of it goes into my savings account. So I would try and use that feature as well if I were you. Nicolina wants to know how to stick to your goal the whole year and not just the beginning. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Same thing. Find a friend that'll hold you accountable. Have the vision board in your site so you can like constantly see it and check back in. Plan scheduled check-ins for yourself to reevaluate and pivot and do all the things. Check-ins. Check-ins are your friend. Plan the check-ins and actually do them. Is making your bed every day a good goal? Do you think it's worth putting on the list? Absolutely. Making my bed is one of those things that makes me feel better than other people. Just do it. It makes you feel incredible. Like why not, you know? Like I could be feeling so off and just making my bed makes me feel better about myself. I think that's the universal thing about making your bed is it just makes you feel better about yourself and it makes you going to bed feel better about yourself as well. It's like, ah, I'm getting into a freshly made bed. And I really had to train myself to make my bed. Honestly, vlogging helped me a lot. I was like, okay, I need to make my bed because I want to vlog and I want to look like clean girl aesthetic. But if you're not a vlogger, I would just try and make your bed like three times a week and then the next week do four times a week or something don't do a crazy goal yet list of travel spots you want to check out Mm. i really want to explore more of the south of france and like the coast there i really want to go to switzerland i really want to go to iceland I really wanted to go to Australia. I've always wanted to go to Australia or New Zealand. I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Where else do I want to go? Lake Tahoe, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. 
I really want to go to New York City this year. I haven't been in forever, and I feel like it would just really be good for work. I've never been to St. Bart's. I've always wanted to go there. I want to go back to South Africa. That was like the best trip of my life. Do you do vision boards or list? How do you stay on task with your goal? Honestly, I do both. I do vision board and a list. I do everything. Do it all. Or do what's best for you. If you're more of a visual learner, by all means, do a vision board. Sometimes people like to do vision boards that are like just on their computer too. Like they like to make it their background or they, they like to do it in Canva or Photoshop. I don't like doing that. I personally like to print off the pages, cut it out, and do the whole nine. Like I like to collage that shit. I like to have the physical copy in my hand and I like it to be like a craft. So just do whatever excites you. Like don't do what everyone's doing. Do what excites you and what makes you excited and motivated. How do I stay motivated after my nine to five to pursue my actual passions? That is a great question. Like I said earlier, motivation is something you can't rely on. You have to rely on discipline. I would say make really, really small goals that are easy to attain and achieve because the second you hit a small goal, it like gives you that motivation, that fire to start on the next one. So I would say definitely do that. And um, don't be afraid. Don't run yourself ragged. I think make sure you schedule time for self-care or for social things. Like, don't get me wrong. I think especially in your 20s, like, like Kim K said, like, you got to get your forking ass up and work. And it's grind time, baby. Like, you're never going to get any younger. You have more energy than you ever will have. So use that to your advantage. Do the grinding. Like, stay up late. Like, do what you have to do. Get up early. But I think it's important to not get burnt out. And how to avoid burnout is by allocating time for you to do self-care and things that make you happy or things that keep you going and taking time off. I think making a solid schedule that includes all of those things is very helpful. And again, surrounding yourself with others that are like-minded and you want to be like and that will hold you accountable and motivate you when you're not feeling it. Okay, those were just a few of your questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. I'm so excited for 2024. We're going to forking crush it this year. It's going to be the best year yet. And please DM me your vision boards and your goals. I would love to read through them and see them. This is like my favorite time of year to get our shit together. And we're going to have the best year yet. So be sure to make someone else's day this week. Love you all so much and I'll see you next week. Peace.